Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is something that we briefly discussed last night, which was euthanasia. And, of course, there seems to be an appetite for it now because New Zealand lawmakers have voted in favour of making euthanasia uh, legal, paving the way for what they have next year, a referendum, because they would have to have a referendum for constitutional change. Now, we were talking about this earlier on in the office, myself and Tara actually had a chat about this, about the legalities of this, and we think there may not even need to be a referendum in this country, that the Oireachtas themselves could legislate, uh, because that was suggested, by the way, in the Mary Fleming case. Uh, the Justice did say at the time that there was nothing to stop the Oireachtas from legislating to deal with cases such as the one, the Mary Fleming case, once it was happy that appropriate safeguards could be introduced. So you may not even need a referendum, but let's base this argument and debate on the fact that we may need a referendum or we may need to adjust the constitution. And so we're going to base it on that because we don't, it's, look, it's very intricate. You know, I mean, it depends on the Supreme Court and what they believe would be acceptable according to our constitution. Now, while MPs voted, uh, protesters gathered outside in New Zealand and stayed a, staged a vigil outside Parliament. And some of the placards read, uh, assist to live, not to die. And euthanasia is not the solution. Now, euthanasia and assisted suicide is legally available in Belgium, Canada, Colombia, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and in six US states as well. So now Ireland, we're one of those countries who look at other countries all the time. And we always want to be progressive. Isn't that what we want to be? And we tend to follow suit. And this is all over the news today. It's in the journal.ie, ran a poll on it. And outstandingly, 80-something percent. Now, I wouldn't take that... Too seriously, because the journal has a very liberal readership. Uh, but uh, about 80% said yes, they would like to see assisted suicide or euthanasia. For those who don't know exactly what assisted suicide or euthanasia is, it's to be allowed to assist somebody to die. Uh, some people are so terminally ill or so sick, or maybe just want assistance, that they want to be prescribed a tablet or tablets or an injection or whatever means possible uh, by a qualified doctor and supervised by a qualified, qualified doctor to end their life peacefully. In other words, to go asleep and just not wake up again. And um, the only option you have in this country, sadly, is to take your own life. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later on as well. And we'll give you some phone numbers if, if you feel uh, the need to talk to somebody in relation to that. But... Um, as it is illegal in this country to assist somebody to die. And we have had one or two cases in this country where people have tried to assist people to die and ended up in the High Court being charged with murder because that's essentially what it is in this country. So should we change the law? I understand asking this question will have a very polarising effect, but we have all seen someone suffer unfairly due to a long-term illness. We've all, most of us probably at my age, have seen somebody in hospital gasping for breath before they die. And a lot of us have said, gosh, you know, we wouldn't let an animal suffer this way, but we would let a human being do it. And that's the argument for assisted suicide and euthanasia. Uh, the opposite argument is that if we allow it, we are somehow devaluing uh, people who are unwell, may have disability, uh, long-term disability, terminal illnesses, and people who are elderly, that we're devaluing their lives because people who are elderly may feel somehow that they're a burden on people and that maybe they'd be better off just going. And that's the argument against us. And of course, there's the religious argument against us that God is the only one who brings us into the world. So God is the only one who should take us away. I want to know what you think. Are you a doctor? If this was implemented, how would you feel about performing the procedure, i.e., you know, administering the medication that would allow somebody to die? Because, of course, you take an oath to keep people alive. So I'd like to get your thoughts on this. 
should euthanasia be legalized in Ireland? So here you are. Let's pretend it's a referendum, right? And you're at a poll. And the question is, should euthanasia be legalized for those who are terminally ill in this country? Provided, of course, it is you know, certified by, say, two doctors that this person is terminally ill. Should a person be allowed to die with dignity? Isn't that the words they use? Let me know. Uh, 087-188-0008. Yes, you would vote yes or you would vote no. Let's take a little poll. I want you just to text or WhatsApp the word yes or no to 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And let me know how you would vote in that. Neve, you are the voice of reason, generally. Oh, generally. Yeah, but there's, I... there's two sides to this argument, isn't there, really? There's two sides to it, but I think it's a really difficult one. I think out of all the things that we voted on that have had two sides, I think this is one of the most difficult ones because nobody wants to see anyone in pain and no one wants to see anyone dying in agony. But yes, you love that person. You don't want them to go. It's a really difficult one for people who are dealing with this. And I think it's it's so easy to have a conversation sort of in isolation when it's not here, and we're not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But I would think, you know, put on the spot, I would vote yes, that I would I would like people to be able to have the choice, just like everything else, that we've, you know, we've given choices in so many things. This is kind of the last taboo, almost. It is. Well, it is get- kind of the last. And, and even without New Zealand, this probably will happen in the next few years anyway. That, e- either way, with whatever yeah. way people want, you know. I was thinking yesterday, this is probably going to be our next referendum, to be honest, if we even well, need a referendum. I didn't well, realise we didn't. Yeah, we may not need a referendum, you know, because... Now, I'm going to read it exactly what the, the Supreme... Just for people's interest, what the Supreme Court said in relation to Mary Fleming, or the, the High Court, should say. Uh, according to the court, they concluded that there is no constitutional right to which the state, including the courts, must protect and vindicate either to commit suicide or to arrange for termination of one's life at a time of one's choosing. And some up, the judge said that uh, what had become evident and all uh, to all in the room was the court was dismissing the appeal. In conclusion, for the reasons given, the court would dismiss the appeal of the appealant in this very tragic case. Of course, is the case of Mary Fleming, and there was silence in the courtroom. Mary's family, seated on the bench uh, in a small room, did not visibly react. But Judge Susan Denham said there was nothing to stop the Oireachtas from legislating to deal with such cases. As as this once uh, it was a it was a happy uh, it was happy that the appropriate safeguards would be put in place. In other words, she believes, obviously, the judge believes that the uh, the Oireachtas could deal with it, but we'd have to wait and see. There could be objections mm-hmm. to that or appeals against that. So I think there will be. Yeah, there'll probably be a, you know it'll be a little bit of a road before it, something comes in. But I think it's it's a really tough one. It really is. It's it's something that we would probably, in theory all like until we're presented with it. You know, until we or somebody like us has to make the decision. I mean, if you're... Mary Fleming was, was such a hard case because she she really was suffering. And no, you know, you said it yourself, you wouldn't make an animal go through the suffering. We We have ways of helping them. And I think in a lot of situations when, you know, when somebody does then take their own life because they're suffering, they don't perhaps as the person doing it, they don't want their family to have that on the death certificate. You know, there is still that status of suicide too, even though there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. There is. Death by misadventure, death by suicide. They don't want their family to have to have that so-called stigma to them that this is what happened to their loved one. And if, you, you know, I don't know how doctors would feel about it because, as you say, they do take an oath. But we do already have 
uh, do not resuscitate orders. Mm-hmm. Well, do so not resuscitate is different because you're going to die anyway if there is no intervention. But I think in a lot of cases, um, these people are going to die. Yeah, you but, know, but over a longer period of time. So if you've got somebody, you know, with six months to live and they may be in a lot of pain, you know, and they're terminally ill, uh, maybe they have, I don't know, a brain tumour, whatever it happens to be, and they're terminally ill, and there's no f- chance of recovery according and certified by doctors. Um, well, then, you know, that person might say, well, look, I don't want to go through six months of pain. Yeah, well, I don't want to get to a point. And while they're still copus mentis, because I'm assuming that would have to be one of the, the rules to this, yeah, that you would have to be... Mind, yes. absolutely. So, you know, somebody who happens to have Alzheimer's, for example, or whatever, or happens to have no, a mental health problem, they can't obviously make that decision. So, uh, but, yeah, but, I think I think if, if, if you were, if it was me and I was presented with this, God forbid, this this future... And I could see my future of, you know, hospital bed, being tube fed, being very ill and causing my family immense distress. I would hope that if it was in, I'd be brave enough to take the step. But, but see, it, see what you've just said, problem. but see what you've just said here. You said hoping that I wouldn't cause my family immense distress, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is you're devaluing yourself because you feel that, and this is what, what this could do, and this is the argument against it is, that people will believe that they're a burden on others and we should never feel like that. Because, oh, well, yeah, you know what I mean? There is that. But also, I mean, in fairness, Niall, I would be terrified of... of ending like that, you know, and being in that much pain and... And losing doctors, your dignity, so to speak. Yeah, and the doctor's hands are tied. I mean, it's not their fault. They do their absolute best. Hospices do their absolute best and they're wonderful people. But they can't... There's only so much medical science can do for a person. You know, there's there, there's morphine, there's whatever, but it's an awful end. And for, for anyone going through it, they, you know, I feel so sorry for them, but it's a very tough one. I don't think out of all the referendums we've had from... from gay marriage to even to abortion. I don't think this one is, is going to be as black and white. I think there's going to be a lot of people very upset about it, you know, from religious point of views, from moral point of views. I think it's going to be a tough one. If it went to the people, I think it, I think it might pass. Well, I, I, well, well older, I don't know. I'm looking at the texts and WhatsApp messages here and, I, and I'm just looking. Yes, 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 no. Yes, 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 no. Uh, so realistically, the majority of people texting in and WhatsApping in are saying they would vote yes in favour. But now maybe again, you know, we haven't got to a referendum point. They haven't heard both sides of the argument. They haven't heard all the arguments thrown in and out, uh, which I'm sure would happen. But let me just go to Audrey. Audrey, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Audrey? How are you doing? I agree with everything that Neve said because it's it is a very it's it is a tough decision. But if you're going to be left in pain and you know, and thy family see you suffering, it's horrendous. Because I mean, my mother had Alzheimer's and she couldn't walk or talk. She was just lying in the bed. It was awful, and she died in the end naturally. But you know, it's it's horrendous. I, I spoke to somebody recently whose uh, mother had Alzheimer's, and she said that she felt her mother had died two years previous to the day she died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was the way she worded it to me because she said yeah, she, she it. it was just a body lying there with eyes moving every now and again and not exactly. knowing who anybody was. And I yeah. don't, but but again, we do, we can't get inside the mind of that person. Maybe that person is happy. Maybe they do see people. Maybe they do recognize people, but just can't articulate that. I don't know. Yeah. You just, yeah. So we don't understand it. We don't. We don't have the wherewithal or the scientific, you know, measurements to understand that. Yeah. And it would be very wrong of us to suggest even that somebody with Alzheimer's could choose that because they can't, obviously, because they don't. Yeah, they, they can't. Don't, yeah. But if somebody was of sound mental state, do you believe they should be allowed to? Um, if that was her decision, sorry, decision. 
Um, could you that, do? Could you do it, Audrey? If your mother and I'm assuming, sorry, you didn't mention, but I'm assuming your mother's passed away since. Has she? Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah okay, years. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, if your mother, let's say it wasn't Alzheimer's, let's say it was mm. something that was degenerate, but that was terminal, uh, but she was of sound mind, and she was lying there in pain in a bed in palliative care, maybe right? And yeah. you're sitting there, and she turned around to you and said to you, "There's two tablets over there on that desk, and there's a glass of water." And, oh and you and you could legally do it. There's no law against you doing it. And yeah. it, because I can't move my arms, Audrey, can you pass them to me so as I could go asleep and, and not wake up? Again? Not wake up. It'd be awful. I'd hate to do it. <laughs> Would you do I'd it for her? It. But for her, if she was in pain and she like that in sound mind, you know, I, I would. That sounds awful. No, 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 but I mean, that's that's realistically what euthanasia is, isn't it? Yeah, it's helping it is, yeah. somebody who can't do it themselves rather than starve to death, who can't yeah. do it themselves because unfortunately, Mary Fleming's case, I think that's exactly what had to happen. Uh, yeah. Literally, because she couldn't be assisted, she had to starve herself to death. Yeah, it's horrendous, the whole thing. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be a hard, and he said it'll be a hard decision for the whole, the, the, mm-hmm. The, um, yeah. So you think it'll be a yeah, it'll be a yes. You'll be you'll be signing the yes form. I would. Yeah, okay. I would. Okay. I wouldn't like anybody to see to me suffer. Lying there. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. you're saying the same thing as as Neve. You wouldn't yeah. like anybody to see you lie there suffer. So you're thinking yeah. of other people, not yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But so, yeah. but, but why do we believe we're a burden on people? I just don't know. It's just the way we are. Mm. <laughs> you know, just yeah. we're caring. You're caring human beings. We don't. Like and have you, got, have you got children yourself? Oh, I do, yeah. They're 27 and 22. 23 now, sorry. 23 that so, month. And, and um, you have a long time to go yet, Audrey, but when you're in your deathbed, you wouldn't like to be a, a burden or you're unwell as no, you get older. You I wouldn't. wouldn't. You no. don't want to be a burden on them. But they were a burden no. on you when they were babies. And you didn't More. mind. <laughs> oh, they probably still are financially a burden on you now. They are, even <laughs> but, though they're working. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, they were a burden on you when you were babies, but you didn't mind. You changed no. their nappies. You looked after them. We did. We did. So, I loved them to bits. I still do. And I'm assuming they feel the same way about you. So I don't think they'd mind, you know, having to look after you in your older years. Well, I hope they won't. Pardon? No. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, stay there for a second, Audrey and Neve. Let me go to Malachi. Um, and I spoke to Malachi last night. And Malachi, only <laughs> after speaking to you last night, of course, the journals are running a poll today. So uh, I suppose the ball is already rolling now, isn't it? Well, of course, the journal would be well on, on message for this, just as they are on every other so-called progressive um, issue, which I would say are, are regressive issues rather than progressive. Because it seems now that we want to create a society where at the beginning of life we, we remove anybody who isn't going to have a 100% perfect life or somebody who's not wanted. And at the end of life we're now saying that we want to remove uh, people who are a burden on us or people who are... But not we're not them. removing them, they're removing themselves. Well, It'll have to be their choice. Well, well, does it? Well, it does. I mean, I'm not going to turn around and say, you know, my 80-year-old mother's not well, doctor, can you pop her a few tablets there so we can get rid of her so I can get in some inheritance? That's not going to happen. Do you, do you not think so? No, I don't think so. Well, human nature as it is, and the amount of greed and, and that that's out in society, that will be an issue that will arise. And that people, it will start off at people making a decision themselves, then it will be doctors or medical professionals making the decision, and then ultimately down the road it will be family members or people who are possibly likely to inherit or people who just don't want the hassle of looking after somebody. You know, are, are we to say... I'm, I'm, you know, people who are diagnosed with cancer today, why bother treating them then if they're going to die in six months or two years or three years? 
put, just put them down now because that's the logic of what people are saying. Well, it's and, not. Well, know, it's not. No, it's not really the logic of what people are saying because you're looking at the sky falling in, um, which, by the way, was suggested during the marriage re- uh, referendum as well, or the, the mar- equality marriage equality referendum, uh, that the sky would fall in somehow. It, I mean, look, the sky didn't fall in. A lot of gay people got married in the first year. There wasn't as many uh, this year, and you know, going forward, it'll probably the numbers will probably be be the same, if not twindle. So it, the sky didn't fall in. Everybody well, didn't suddenly I, I, run I, I out and be think gay. People argued that the sky would fall in in relation to the particular that particular referendum, but what we did say during the abortion referendum is that the numbers would increase from the numbers that the state were arguing were, uh, were being carried out at that stage, and we, we have seen a huge increase, and only yesterday, for instance, if you listen to the Master of the Rotunda talking about the, the urgent need for um, more space for perinatal um, units within in the hospital, he says that, for instance, um, premature babies are a metre apart when they should be at least three metres apart in incubators for to stop infection. Yet the same hospital has no difficulty and the state has no difficulty in providing the space to carry out abortion. So there's something contradictory in the life that we're creating and the society that we're, trying to, that we're creating where we're saying that people who we deem have no value or, or who deem themselves to have no value can be removed by... So, so, so what you're saying is similar to what Audrey had said and Neve said, who's still there, that somehow we believe this will concrete this idea that we believe we might be a burden to people. Well, you see, who am I to question your quality of life? That's a matter for you, right? I can't say because somebody, for instance, is lying in a bed and can't get out that they don't have a quality of life, which, you know, they may enjoy or, you know, or not enjoy, but that they may be say, well, this is my life and that's the way it is. Everybody doesn't have a perfect life. Yeah, but again, and you're coming back to you making the decision. Oh, no. You think I, I mean, when you talk about euthanasia, the person themselves, if you go to Dignitas or any of those places, for example, you must make the decision. And, and, you must, and, you, and it must be a qualified decision. Hold on. And we call, it's qualified on the basis. Like, again, we can go back to what's qualified. People qualify their decisions based on the information they're given. The people in this country voted by and large for abortion because they were told Savita died because she couldn't get an abortion when that has been clearly shown to be untrue. So people's qualified decisions are based on the professional evidence or the professional advice okay. that they're given, which may not be right. Well, let me just ask, Neve. I mean, Maliki makes a good, a strong argument for anything in the past that we've ever legalised. You know, over time, the goalposts move. And, you know, and all of a sudden, by the time we get 20 years down the road, people will be able to make decisions for other people who are sick. Um, Once we yeah, sign the dotted line and say this is okay. That is probably true. But, I mean, I think if you look at, at country, I mean, there's very few where, where it is allowable. No, there's I mean, not. There's more, it's, it, there's more and more countries that have been added to it. You know, I mean, there's quite a few countries now. You've got Belgium, Canada, <laughs> Colombia, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Switzerland, six yeah, U.S. I, I, states... I don't believe for one minute that any doctor... Hang on, Maliki. Sorry, Niamh, go ahead. I don't believe that any doctor would deem anybody a burden or, you know, they they have taken a note. They are professional people. They, You know, you go to your doctor and you trust your doctor because he is there to give you, you know, unbiased views on your health, you know. But, you know, if you... Yeah, can I just finish, Maliki? Is that okay? You know, you, you keep bringing up abortion and you say that, you know, oh, there's, there's abortions have gone up. Yes, of course they have, because people no longer have to travel. And now there isn't the financial burden 
on people who had to do it before, who had to continue with the pregnancy before because they perhaps couldn't afford to travel. But this isn't about abortion. It's about euthanasia, a completely different thing. Completely and it is something, it, it, it is something that people, them, it's something that people themselves will have to decide upon with doctors, with psychiatrists, with, with proper advice. And it must be something that they have come to in their own mind. Well, and if anybody, if anyone pushes them the into it, we have. if a, anyone pushes them into it, they should on. be taken to court. Yeah, sorry, well, 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 hang on, hang on, because I'm going to go to a break in a second, but I just want Malachi to reply to the point you've made. Sorry. We don't have enough psychologists or psychiatrists to deal with the huge mental problems that, that teenagers and, and adults have at this stage already. If you look at what's happening right throughout Europe, do you think it's acceptable that a 15-year-old, for instance, could decide that they want to end their life? And if that's the case, then why bother having places like Pieta House and that? This was, this was in Belgium when a 15-year-old's yeah. parents decided on his behalf uh, for euthanasia. And it was upheld by the courts. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm not necessarily agreeing with Malachy, but I find that concerning that a 15-year-old's parents could make a decision on his behalf as, he, as a guardian uh, that uh, he would be uh, referred for euthanasia. That he would be killed. But what Let's would... Call it what it you is. know, to, to say that in isolation, what would... What, he was profoundly what would, disabled. As a, is, that's all the information that was ever given out about the story, that he was profoundly disabled. That is something, you know, nobody would, would, that wouldn't sit right with anyone. But however, until, until, because we we don't have the information. We have one sentence about that boy or girl. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're Yeah, there there was, unfortunately, we don't know if it was a boy or a girl. Actually, Malachi said it was a boy, but as far as I remember, Malachy, they never stated whether it was a boy or a girl. It was a child. Child, yes. A teenager, and they never stated what was wrong with the child. For the, the reason was to remain so they could remain anonymous. Um, but they all they did say was the child had a profound disability. And, I, and, that's, that's, and you're that right. sounds incredibly emotive when it's put like that, but without knowing what, without knowing the, the facts of oh, that so case, you can't use it. It would make a difference then, would it? So it's okay. It's quite obviously that. made it's, a difference to on. his his so, or her parents and to whoever allowed it. It's okay for his parents then, of the parents of a 15-year-old child, to decide that that child should be put down. Using words like put down, Malachi, that's ridiculous. What else would you that's call just, it? It's called that's a suicide. That's what you do with a dog. Suicide. a human being. It's not, you don't put him, he wasn't put do do? down. I mean, you stop using stupid words to try and, you know, get a reaction. No, the see, fact is, is that you cannot bring words, like euthanasia. You cannot, you, because that is the word, and you can't bring an isolated case in and try and use that. We don't have information about that case for well, a I mean, very long okay, okay, but Neve, you know, in fairness, there was isolated cases used in the abortion referendum uh, to get people to vote yes. So isolated cases will be used on both sides if this ever comes to, I suppose, a referendum situation. So isolated cases will be used. And the, the point that Maliki is making is that if you legalise euthanasia, do you put an age limit on it? Will then somebody appeal that and say, well, what about my 15-year-old child? And my 15-year-old child can't make a decision under the age of 18, so as guardians, can we make that decision for them? There will be so many appeals and questions. Once you go down that road, it is open to different you know, ways it could be abused, like everything. My attitude to that now would be that if it is abused, and if it is found to be abused, well then, yes, it should become a criminal case. 
Okay, well, I've got to take a break. Stay there, please, if you can. Uh, loads and loads of texts coming in. Uh, the number is 87 So far in our poll, 67% of people are saying yes. The rest of you saying no. Um, would you vote yes or no for assisted suicide or assisted dying or euthanasia, whatever word is comfortable with you? Would you find or uh, would you vote yes? Somebody says, uh, assisted dying is happening every day in hospitals through morphine bumps. That dosage is usually too high. When my grandfather was dying in the UK at home, her doctor told us uh, to give her liquid morphine based on her weight, uh, which was overprescribed and brought on her death quickly. Yes, we all know that. We all know that, but it's not quite the same thing. At that stage, what happens is the morphine, you kind of overdose on morphine to kill the pain, but of course the overdose of morphine in itself assists all the organs in shutting down. And it does bring about death a little bit quicker, but that would be usually in the very final stages. I suppose when we talk about euthanasia, we would be talking about somebody who maybe has six months to live and they would want to make that decision there, then, you know, six months before they were kind of due to die or six weeks before they're due to die. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. Yes, the debate has started. Oh, no sooner have we had uh, marriage equality uh, then we had a referendum on abortion and many other referendums in between, including divorce. And now, of course, I suppose the end result is we need to have the referendum, or if, if it's needed, I don't know whether a referendum is actually needed or not, but the discussion, certainly, and the debate around euthanasia in Ireland after they've decided to have a referendum in New Zealand as well. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Just before I go to Roisin, actually, Maliki, in relation to the legality, because you, as a solicitor, would know more about the, the legality of it, although I know you, you study family law more so than this, do we need a referendum? I'm not so sure. I think just off the top of my head that, you know, there is a prohibition in the Constitution of, against killing people, except in accordance with law. Well, uh, well, well just so as Susan Denham may... said in the Mary Fleming case, she said there was nothing to stop the Oireachtas from legislating yeah. to deal with cases such as this one, including the Mary Fleming case. And it was happy, once it was happy, the appropriate safeguards could be introduced. Yeah, well, that would be right. That would mean you wouldn't need a referendum. Right, okay, okay. But I think on this issue um, that they would, I, I don't think any government would go as far as to bring in this type of legislation. With some sort of a public consultation. Um, although, well, they may, what they would probably do is throw it out to the Constitutional Convention, that though that nonsense uh, grouping, then make a decision and then... The, perhaps bring in legislation without well, well, a referendum. But, yeah, well, well, just what was confusing in the Mary Fleming case, because she also did say, accordingly, the court concludes that there is no constitutional right to which the state, including the courts, must protect and vindicate either to commit suicide or to arrange for the termination of one's own life at a time of one's choosing. Yeah, but that's a different thing to somebody else terminating your life. Okay, well, say, well, say there. Oh, you know, I understand what you're saying because technically, in law and the constitution at the moment, that's murder. Uh, okay, so let me go to Roisin. Roisin, you're on Classic Kids. Hey, dude. Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good, Roisin. You, your mum has MS. She does. Okay, and is she, she at the latter stages or the early stages? Or she would be extremely incapacitated. Okay. Um, she would basically be in a hospital bed. Okay. Um, and I guess that's my maybe I'm so close to the issue. Okay. Um. But what I would say on it, or my take on it, would be that bar my husband and my child, there is no other relationship I value as much as the relationship with my mother. Okay. Um, her incapacity is not, does to me does not decrease her value in this world. No, absolutely not. So, so for that reason, it would be a no for me. Now I know that it's not per se a life limiting thing, such as cancer. 
and she wouldn't be in pain as such, but she would have been through the years. And what I would kind of say about it is the fear when you get given a diagnosis of a progressive illness countered with the lack of support that there is. I would hate to see people make a decision out of fear and also um, the lack of home support. Like we're so short of home care packages. People may feel that they may not be able to look after themselves and may feel that they cannot continue with their life. So they may may feel they're a burden on the state. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? And a burden on society. A hundred percent. So to me, the decisions we can make out of fear, um, when you look back at that, when I, when I look back at that, and my mother but is that is that a kind of selfish attitude that we have as human beings and that you have too, and I don't mean to be bad mm-hmm. to you, that no, you no. believe your feelings in relation to your mother are more important than her feelings, that maybe, you know, if she decided, um, you know, that she doesn't want to go through with this progressive illness any longer and she wanted to end it quicker, would you support that? Um, I, I know that wouldn't be my mother's belief. It, it, you know, okay. it would. I, I know for a fact that it wouldn't be. So your mother would um, say to the dying She'd be quite religious. Breath. Yes, and she would. Yeah, and um, she is. A, she's a tough old cookie. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so even like for instance, when uh, she went into, uh, she lazy went into a care home, which is a wonderful place, and we had to discuss. You know, they ask everybody when they go in, even though my mum is quite young, about the um, end of life policy and is she full resuscitation? And sure, she looked at me. She said, oh, well, of, "Of course." <laughs> Which, and right, Keep resuscitating so, me. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, she's. You know. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we should, if we were a country that assisted people to to live and to have that zest for life, and to, but like, there was no support for my mother. But, but see, but here's the argument as well, and the same argument come up with abortion. No one's yes. ever going to force your mother to do this. Uh, no. no, no more than they're going to force you as a daughter to a sister to do it. No, of but, course. but but, I, but yeah. maybe somebody else might make a different choice to you based on different moral thinking or different religious beliefs or whatever it happens to be. So should they not have the right to do it? I just worry about um, the a one size fits all, and I and I know um, that the struggle to accept an illness. My my mum is so accepting and so so tough now, and actually the the strongest person I know actually. Um, and so accepting of her illness, but it wasn't always that way. Okay, um, I, I, I want to just read out some of the text as well. Say there, please, Roshina Maliki. I think euthanasia should be 100% legal, says Richie. Uh, that said, I think the youth in Ireland should be banned as well. In other words, I, I, I'm assuming he means they should be banned from it. But see, Richie, at the end of the day, what you're saying more or less then is that the young people are worth more than the old people because they should be banned from it. It shouldn't be an option for them. Uh, let me just go to Connor as well, who agrees with euthanasia and disagrees with Maliki and Roshi. Sorry, Connor, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, as I was saying there to your researcher, I've an uncle passed. Uh, his anniversary is actually next week. Okay. But um, and, and he had a pancreatic cancer, and the last week, to say the month, but especially the last week of his life was horrific, painful to and, watch. Apart from oh, anything else, yes, it, it was it was horrible for us to watch. But himself, I mean, the man had no dignity, and and this man, no, it was an absolute gentleman. I buried my parents; they were young, and he was my mum's younger brother. So he was like a father to me and, and his wife, a uh, surrogate mother. And mm-hmm. she worked in palliative care. So she got him home to mind him and, and he wanted to die at home. How old was but he? How it, old is he, by the way? He was 77. Okay, still loads of life left normally. Oh, there, there, yeah. there was plenty. And, and he, he was very sick all his life. He was in a very bad car crash when he was quite young. And so they couldn't give him an, any, any treatments because of the medication he was on. And I think he actually lived longer for it because he was diagnosed with it, say, 14 months previous. But he, he soldiered on, battled on. But the last month of his life, and especially the last week, Noel, I was there every night. We, we were there. And do you, do you think he wanted to die? 
he would have at that point. Now, at that point, at that point, I mean, when he was told he had cancer and he was going to die, he didn't want to die. Now, you know, most you people, know I mean? most people die in pain. In fairness, Connor, exactly. I suppose it would be fair to say that most people do die in pain. Some people are lucky enough not to die in pain. They, they no, go no. asleep and no way. My, my yeah, father exactly. fell asleep on Christmas Day and didn't wake up on Stephen's Day. So, yeah. I mean, some people just die in their sleeps. But if yeah. we're lucky. Yes, yeah. Well, as, as my doctor said, my mother had a massive heart attack, was dead gone in seconds. And he said, you got a first-class ticket out of, the, out yeah, of here. Yeah. Now, I was 29. That meant nothing to me. But now I know exactly what he meant from watching, you know, a couple of people. So you, you up, think that your uncle should have been allowed to make a decision if he, if wa- uncle, if he wanted to? Definitely, definitely. If my uncle had been told, this is the way you're going to die, my uncle would have said, well, I'll tell you what, in the last month of this, just give me a tablet and let me go to sleep. Definitely. A hundred percent. Okay, well, 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 hang on very quickly, Maliki. I mean, that, that's a good point that Connor raises. A lot of people die in a lot of pain. There isn't an alternative apart from giving them some dignity to die by, you know, medical intervention. Well, the whole concept of, of palliative care and, you know, um, the hospice movement and all of that is that people who have um, cancer and, and life-threatening conditions do die with dignity. And I know the argument about morphine um, and somebody was trying to argue that that's effectively euthanasia. It's not. I mean, the amount of pain that people are in... Morphine doesn't doesn't always kill the pain, by the way. No, yes, but they require a greater and greater amount of pain relief. So in, in the end, it's the overdose of morphine that does kill them. But it's because the pain is so intense that... Mm. Well, there, well, by the way, they would be destined to die anyway. We we know yeah. that. But but in saying that, you know, a lot of people for for a lot of people, the morphine doesn't kill the pain. No, and but for those few cases, you know, are we going? You see, this is all not just a few cases. Do. There's a lot of uncles like Connors around. There's a lot of mams and dads, mams like Roisins and. You know, there's a lot of people around who are in excruciating pain. Well, Roshan's mom is not in too much pain, but there's a lot of people in excruciating pain who are a life-limiting condition. And, and some of those people um, don't have the same moral view or principles as you have. And they, they say, well, look, just give me something. I want to go asleep and not wake up again. Well, I mean, many of these people would have sufficient tablets there if they wish to do that themselves. But you see, that, this is not yeah, a... That's not very dignified, is it? Well, you see, you can't have a folk race. You know, what, what they want and what this whole agenda is about is about saying that society should accept the human life in itself. And this is not any religious argument, but surely to God, we do value human life at, at all its stage. Well, we do. We, well, don't, we also value, your, we value our own lives most of the time. But unfortunately, when... We don't value somebody else's life, but... But we do. We well, I should hope we all do value each other's lives. Um, well, with conditions. Uh, but I think we do value our own lives as well. But when we get to a point where you know we're extremely sick or terminally ill, sometimes we feel we're better off just going asleep and giving in. And, and there are people who want to do that. Stay there, Maliki, for a second. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. I'll just take one or two more calls after the break as well. Same with Connor too and, and uh, uh, Roshin, if you can. It seems like both Roshin and Maliki might have changed people's minds and the way they think about this. And this is what debate is all about when we do get close to a time where maybe we'll have to vote on this or we'll have to lobby our government if it is indeed the Oireachtas Committee that will change the rules. Have a listen to some of the WhatsApp messages. How's it going, man? My mother only died there in July of pancreas cancer. She was on palliative care. She was a sound mind and she was in terrible pain. I, she had asked me and it was legal and stuff like that to give her a couple of tablets and let her be done with the pain. I'd have done it in a heartbeat, just knowing what she was going through. She never wanted to leave us. So, you know, if she's in so much pain and she wanted to go, I would have done it for her. 
Yeah, pain and suffering seems to be the main reason. Niall, suicide is a, a topic that's close to my heart. And I just, I'd like to give me an opinion on the, on the topic at hand in terms of euthanasia. I do fully support the idea. Um, I just think it's, you know, going back to when people are teenagers and they're using the whole, you know, I want to get a tattoo, I want to get a piercing, it's my body, I can do what I want with it, it's my choice. And again, to revert back to the Eighth Amendment, you know, you're giving a human being in this country the power to make a decision over whether a child, an unborn child can live or die. You know, you give someone that power to make that decision to terminate a life. Why not, and in some cases, not even when they're older, but why not when these people are older? Give them the power to make that choice about their own life. Well, what about what about that Roshid or Maliki? Give you know, the world is all about at the moment. This progressive world we live in is all about choice and giving people choices over their own autonomy, so to speak. And uh, the argument he's making is, why not give them that choice? Well, we're not stopping somebody having the choice. But, but, and I'm not arguing against. I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't take their own life if they feel they need to. But what this and is well, about, by the way, I, and can I point out? You know, there, I, we wouldn't believe anybody needs to do that. And obviously, we will give out numbers at the end of the show for anybody who finds themselves in that situation where they need to talk to somebody. But what this debate is about is about saying that society and that in, citizens in this state should say that it's okay for somebody's life to be ended for any reason. And that's, it's about trying to get social acceptance for something that, that most people believe at the back of their mind, just as they do in, in relation to abortion. Most people, when they sit down at night, when they're going to sleep, they know it's wrong. And if we put this... Well, 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 hang on, sorry, just, I want to bring Roisin in before I finish as well. Roisin, you know, I am looking at some of the text in. Some people are agreeing with you. Um, okay. And agreeing with Malachi as well, because Malachi and yourself <laughs> seem to have a very similar view on this. But they okay. are saying that's, that's your view, that's your moral view, and that's fine. You go ahead and vote no if that was the case. Yeah. But what about other people who want to make that choice? You're taking that opportunity away from them. I just wonder, I wonder the, the sound, and I know what you're saying, sound mind per se, but I, to me... It's a lot of fear. Think about when anybody's diagnosed with cancer or an illness. It's, will I live? Will I survive? I want to fight this. I want it. People want to live. We inherently want to live. We have adrenaline. Well, it's a human we have instinct, a yes. flight instinct. Yeah. And I just wonder... Um, well, self-preservation when you just get tired of fighting, is When you just get tired of fighting, is there any way to convince somebody that life is measured in so many different ways? That, that's my only point. And... Live and let live, pardon the, you know, like considering what we're talking about. I don't, I'm not talking about cancer. I'm not talking about where somebody is going to die in excruciating pain. I don't, I believe humanity should step in there. But we can't make it just for terminal illness. It will have to be for life limit and all. So, and from my personal experience, it would be, it'd be a no vote from me. Okay, listen, thank you very much indeed, Maliki. Uh, sorry, Maliki, you want to say a final word? Yeah, there? just one final point. If we put this in the context of, society where it is now where we have total breakdown in families right where and this has been a deliberate policy of the the cultural marxists and the you know these people who describe themselves as progressive in that no by and large people now don't want to or are not in a position to because of financial reasons because but in general people have full-time jobs are trying to pay a mortgage that people who who become ill are farmed, and I use that in inverted commas, farmed off into to nursing homes and, and big businesses. I mean, there's a huge business in, in nursing homes at this stage, one of the most profitable sections of, of business at the minute. But, and they're farmed off. So there's a detachment then in many cases from, from the, the person 
Um, and but a lot of those right? people who go into nursing homes have to go into nursing well, homes. Well, no, an awful lot of them don't have to well, go Well, a lot of them don't, no. A lot of them go so what are you saying, that some older people just become an inconvenience? Yes, and I'm okay. saying that, that people go in into some nursing cases, homes in, because people think that they're not able to look after them or haven't got the time to do it or, in some cases, just don't want it and see them as a boy. Okay. So there's a detachment and you'd be surprised the amount of people in nursing homes who never get a visitor. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is the case. Malik, and I do understand the point you're trying to make about devaluing the elderly. All right, listen, uh, by the way, if you have been affected by anything we've discussed today in relation to the show, in relation to be it assisted de- death or euthanasia or indeed depression or suicide, you can contact Pieta House. The number is 1-800-247-247 or indeed you can contact the Samarathans and they are, their number is uh, 116-123. That's 116-123. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.